Sunday Night Football last week, Brady versus Belichick did not disappoint. This week, Bills at the Chiefs. You can see our next guest hosting the podcast, ND, on NBC. You can also see him weekly on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Let's welcome in Jack Collinsworth. Jack, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you guys for having me, and uh, it's going to be a good one this Sunday night, that's for sure. Well, Jack, first question out of the box. What happened to the K on your name? Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, so there's there's a whole bunch of Johns in, our, in my family. Grandpa John, Uncle John, a whole bunch of Johns, right? So every time we have a family get-together, it's like John, John, John. So my name's John, too. Real name's John. John Abraham Collinsworth. Ah. So J-A-C. So then it kind of became easier to go Jack so that we had a Jack instead of a whole bunch of Johns. And so then I became Jack, J-A-C. There you go. Jack, I, you know what? I First of all, I love that explanation. It makes perfect sense to us here on the Pete McMurray Show. But I'm just wondering, I've had this issue in the past when I've gone up to Starbucks and they ask me my name for my mm-hmm. order. And I say, Rob. But somehow that gets extrapolated <laughs> into Ralph. Mm-hmm. Now, they get the order right, but I don't know how you go from Rob to Ralph. I'm wondering, if you order a Starbucks, do you get Jacques a lot? Like, Jacques, oh, I get we've Jacques. got your triple grande, no whip mocha. Jacques? Oh, I get Jacques. I get Chad for some reason. Chad? I, every time I say Jack, it, for some reason, Jack and Chad. People hear, people hear one or the other. I haven't ever been able to figure that one out. But, yeah, there's never one time in my life that I've ordered a coffee and it came back JAC. I can promise you that. (laughs) Uh, Sunday night football, Belichick versus Brady. What a game. What an ending, Jack. That was so good. And we were all waiting for that hug at the end. And it was a millisecond between Brady and uh, Belichick. It was. I think it's sort of perfect Belichick, though, right? And then they go into the tunnel. Belichick goes into the locker room and they spend whatever it was an hour or something together. Um, I, I don't think there's any there's any love lost, you know. And and I think when you're with somebody for 20 years and you go do a whole bunch of great things together, um, sometimes you're just ready for a change. And and I sort of think that's what it came down to. And then he went down to Tampa and he was ready to have more control and more command and more say as to who, what players go where and how the teams put together. It's worked, and, and probably more say over the offense as well. And now Belichick has a quarterback. I think Mac Jones looks very real. So in a lot of ways, yep. it was a win for both sides coming out of Sunday night. I want to remind everybody, Tom Brady, 44 years old. Is he headed to another Super Bowl, Jack? I'd say there's a chance. I don't know if you guys saw Stephon Gilmore released by the Patriots. That was a stunner for me. That was that popped off my phone. I was like, wait a minute. Um, then you think about where they are down there with Tampa Bay right now. Richard Sherman's essentially their number one cornerback, given that they've lost their first three cornerbacks to injury. Imagine if they could go get Gilmore wow. down there in Tampa. Then I'd be thinking Super Bowl for sure. I'm a little worried about three defensive backs being out, but you go make a move like that, and I'm right back, right back in on Tampa. How big of a deal is it that, the Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, is going to be sidelined for a bit. Such chemistry between he and Brady. What kind of dent does that put in the Tampa Bay offense? You know, I think it might actually work out for him, and I'll explain to you why. Like I, it, it's not good for right now. Um, they squeak one out up there in New England. That would have been a completely different game if it weren't for a terrible rainstorm and Gronk being on the field, in my opinion. I think that would have been all Tampa. 
So even if it weren't for the rainstorm, I think it would have been all Tampa. But if they can just get Gronk to the playoffs healthy, you know, so if he misses the next month, if he misses the next five weeks, whatever it is, he then buys himself, uh, you know, five more weeks that he was not, that he has a chance to be healthy for the playoffs. I just think with him, it's a matter of just getting him there. Um, and he's looked better than he ever has really in the last probably four or five years this year. I just think he's running better. So if they can get him back on, I would take my time with him. Just take your time. You got OJ Howard, you got Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Godwin. Just take your time getting him back because the playoffs is going to be all that matters for him. I tweeted out this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Pete McMurray. Gronk can fit nine hot dogs in his mouth. I tweeted out that picture. That's a record. Is that a fact? <laughs> That's the truth, man. That came out this week. Jack, I wow. want to know if after so many years of covering football, analyzing football, watching football, talking about football, if you think that you could go in and coach a team better than a lot of these guys that are out there right now. I, I can coach a heck of a team on Madden. I don't know about on a real team. You know? <laughs> but, but when it's about midnight and I, it's my one chance, it, the funniest thing is you do football, you wake up, first thing you do is watch all these games back. I go do that show on Tuesday nights with Rodney. All we do is talk about football. Right. I go to dinner with my dad and my brother after. All we do is talk more football and PFF. <laughs> and then I get an hour off at the end of the night. What's the one thing I want to do? Go play Madden. Go kick some kid's butt in Madden. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with right. that. That's hilarious. I can't you, get away from you're doing it. just, just as much research it. as the coaches are. Right. There's there's something about Madden where it's a fun way for me to learn a roster. Like when you're playing with yep. Josh Allen and all these weapons, it's like it's a fun way for me to go learn the names of a new team, if you will, when we're getting ready to do them on Sunday night. We're talking with Jack Collinsworth. Check him out on Sunday Night Football. I'm glad you brought up Rodney Harrison because Rodney Harrison umbrella was trending on Twitter on Sunday night because it was Tariqo, it was Breeze, Dungy, holding their own umbrellas, and then Rodney Harrison to the right (laughs) of the screen, someone was holding his umbrella. Can you explain? Yeah, that was me. You know, I had to get, (laughs) there's no way I was going to let... Some raindrops get on that money green suit of Rodney. You know, you got the Brady home coming now. I think there was something about he wanted his notes in his hand. So you have to hold the microphone, right? Right. And then you've got to hold the umbrella. And then how are you going to hold your notes? So I guess that was the controversy. I got to be honest. Every time they were handing me an umbrella, I was handing it right back to him as fast as I could. There, there was no way I was going to do the Mary Poppins routine out there, man. I, I was going to take a few raindrops and, 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 you know, take it into the locker room just like that. So, suit was a little soaking wet, but what the heck. It was raining sideways sometimes in uh, Boston on Sunday was, night. They yeah. needed an umbrella. Can we, can we talk about uh, regionally the Bears and the Packers? The Bears have a rookie quarterback. Packers have the reigning NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers, who's playing with the chip on his shoulder. Let's start with the Bears. Talk to me about their coaching, and do you have faith in this team this year? It's a a little soon. It's a little soon to say. I think the nice thing for Nagy is I think he buys himself some time with with the win over Detroit. They just needed something positive for Fields, something that looked like it was moving in the right direction. I don't think it was perfect, but to go from negative one net yards to – positivity and a win yeah I, I think is is all good for them now it's like a rookie quarterback in the nfl you, you go look back through history 
they, they always play. And then it's, it's pretty hard to find success right away. Now, the hard thing for Nagy is not like this is his first year. So he sort of needs results now. And I think Fields is somebody who can produce that. Um, but the pressure's on, you know. I, I'm going to give this one till about week 10 and reserve my judgment. Um, but I think there's a possibility it could work. I really do. Jack, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but there was a bit of controversy after the Lions game surrounding who was calling the plays. I think it finally bubbled to the surface that uh, Bill Lazor uh, was calling mm-hmm. the plays for the Chicago Bears. I think in part that does take some of the pressure off Nagy, who's on the sideline. You've got Lazor up in the booth. He's got a better field of vision. And even Justin Fields said as much after yeah. the game yep so I- am i creating controversy where there is none or is there a little bit of friction your thoughts no i think i think it's the right move i think it's the right move if you can be sort of an overseer of you know i've been covering notre dame now since i was shoot 18 years old or whatever since i got up there and and i've seen coach kelly sort of take a step out of that take a step out of the play calling duties but be sort of an overseer and still build the game plan with Tommy Reese, who's the offensive coordinator up there, and be very involved. And there's moments in the game where he'll step in and he'll make a he'll make a play call, right? And then, um, so I, I think that if you can find that balance, that's ideal for a quarterback. So then you're you're watching the game from thirty thousand feet, and you're not in the weeds of making the every down play call because if you're calling plays, you always got to live a play, if not two ahead, right? While you're watching the game, you're thinking what's coming yep. up next. And when you can just take yourself out of that and just be a head coach that's managing the situation, I think you see a lot more. I think you manage the game better, and I think you can manage a quarterback who's young, like Fields, better from the sideline when you don't have so much to worry about. I'm glad you brought up Notre Dame. We're going to get to that in a second, but I want to ask you about Aaron Rodgers. Monday Night Football. By the way, I have a mixed marriage. I'm a Bear fan. My wife is born and bred in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is 90 minutes from Green Bay. She (laughs) knows jersey numbers. She's a diehard fan. And we're watching, oh, yeah. we're watching that Monday night football game. Aaron Rodgers drove the Packers down the field in 37 seconds. I turned to my wife before the kickoff, and I said, there's no way. There's no way he's going to win. Two passes, they kick a field goal, they win the game. He is great. Yeah, no, that was superhero Aaron Rodgers for him that night, I thought. And, and honestly, you sort of got Hawaii Aaron Rodgers coming off his vacation mode in week one, and then it's been MVP, MVP, MVP. Right. Um, sort of used week one as his preseason, if you will. And when you're Aaron Rodgers, I think you can do that. But that game, as soon as he scored, as soon as San Francisco scored, I looked at Rodney on the field. Rodney looked at me. We both said at the same time, too much time. And it was 37 seconds, no timeouts. Crazy. And the one guy, the one guy you would think that you would have, you know, double coverage on, Devontae Adams, it was the only man he was comfortable going to. If you think back in that game, too, remember the huge hit Devontae Adams took? Right, I thought he was out. Going, oh, no, everybody's going, how is he even going to get back up, let alone come back in the game? He runs right back in the game and took him maybe a series or so to get back to Devontae Adams' form. But once he did, I mean, just huge plays down the stretch. And I thought, I thought, from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint, he was floating some of these passes over linebackers in between the safety. He was making some throws only Aaron Rodgers could make. Damn, he is just so good. And I want to talk about Notre Dame real quick. They lose to a great Cincinnati team. Um, did you expect them to win that game, or was it straight up for you? I thought there was a, certainly a chance um, that they would. They, they're a team that 
it's it's funny because Coach Freeman comes from Cincinnati, and last year he was defensive coordinator there, brings a whole bunch of the staff with him, defensive assistants, defensive recruiting coordinator, Chad Bowden too. So like this whole staff, right, who had recruited the Cincinnati defense and some of the guys on offense too, and now they're finally upperclassmen and they were so they have to play against all these guys they recruited. And that's a tough situation when at Notre Dame right now it's not exactly the case. They just lost. And Cincinnati got them. That's going to be a game that Cincinnati is going to remember forever right. with all the history behind the scenes between these two schools. Lisa, you want to add to that? Go ahead. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> Jack, she's so bored with this football talk, let me tell you. <laughs> Jack, I'm going to take a quick uh, break. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, talk about this week's game, Bills at the Chiefs, and uh, you and Lisa are going to play a little game. Okay. All right, Bills Chiefs play a game. Let's do it. It's the Pete McMurray Show. On the phone with us from Sunday Night Football, it is Jack Collinsworth. Bills at Chiefs this week. The Chiefs have been struggling. Mahomes suffering from a Super Bowl hangover, possibly. Andy Reid with health problems. Give us your outlook on the uh, game Sunday night. Outlook overall on the game is that I think it might be, I mean, all these games have been so good. I'm just like the Sunday night slate, the Chiefs and the Ravens, that was one that we were there for. And I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm going fully in on the Super Bowl hangover thing from my standpoint. I'm just, I think you have two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and two of the most talented offenses. I think the Bills are much better on defense than Kansas City is. Kansas City's got a bunch of holes over there, so a matter of Josh Allen can go make them pay, but my guess is we're in for a complete and another shootout with two of the best young quarterbacks. Jack, speaking about two of the best, talk to me about working with your dad. Oh, man. Um, it's pretty surreal. Like, um, I think that my favorite part is the dinners and traveling. If like, we can ever travel together, or we just go sit and tell stories, and it's, it's one of those moments you're looking around, you're like, man, I have this moment, if I could let this moment last forever almost happens every week. And it's usually Friday, Saturday night when we get out for a dinner and spend an hour just having some fun before we go back to work. So that's been the best And since you me. guys all work together, it's, it's a business expense, right? So that's just going right on the corporate card. <laughs> yeah. I hope somebody's expensing it. <laughs> I love the crew on Sunday Night Football. Mike Tirico, I think, is so good in the studio, but when Al takes a game off and he does the play-by-play, it's seamless with your father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mike, he, he is one of the truest pros, man. And, and just, it, he takes time for everybody. And I think that's the most, most just mind-blowing thing for me is that he always has time to give whoever it is notes or advice. Or I mean, there was, a, there was probably a 30-minute window before, what was it, the Purdue game. He pulled me aside and goes, hey, do you, you mind if let's just sit and let's watch halftime back? Maybe let's go watch the pregame. We can talk through it together. So I, I got nothing but good things to say about that guy. Before you go, um, we wanted to play Real Housewives or NFL players since Lisa doesn't know anything about football, nor does she care. I know a little. <laughs> How does this work? Lisa's going to guess if it's an NFL player or not, past or present, and you, Jack Collinsworth from Sunday Night Football, you have to guess if it's a real housewife or not. Okay. Let's start with okay. uh, Lisa. Oh, I'm ready. Lisa, Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen, is he an NFL player or not? 
That sounds like a real NFL player to me. Yes. Ben Vereen is incorrect. Ben ah. Vereen, of course, a singer dancer. Singer dancer, <laughs> right? Ben Vereen. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. He's a variety guy. Shane Vereen. Should have given Shane Vereen well. would be an NFL player. Jack Collinsworth. Jack. Tinsley Mortimer. Tinsley Mortimer. Is she a real housewife or not? Kingsley Mortimer. Tinsley. T. Tinsley <laughs> Mortimer. First Tinsley? one to get. Yes. Tinsley Mortimer. First one to get three correct wins. Uh, Tinsley to me sounds like she is definitely a real housewife. That is correct. Yes. Oh, let's go. I like this game. I like this. New game. York City <laughs> season nine through twelve for Tinsley Mortimer. One for Jack. Zero. That's what I was say. Zero for Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NFL player or not? Ken Stabler. Ken Stabler. NFL player know. or not? All right. I'm going to say no. That is incorrect. The snake. <laughs> Ken Stabler played for the Raiders. Uh, Man, you can I phone you a friend soon. Easy ones. <laughs> Rob, can, can I can I help Lisa <laughs> at least with one? No, no, uh, no, no. It's more right. fun. First one to get three correct is a winner. Jack, Real Housewife or not? Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Real. Are you saying Lightfoot? Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Real Housewife or not? I am going to go not. A real housewife. Not a real housewife is correct. She is the mayor of Chicago. The mayor of Chicago. Right. Correct. It is for the next year and a half. It is two zip. All right, Lisa, NFL player or not? Dan Deerdorf. Dan Deerdorf, NFL Mm. player or not? Um. Well, I'm gonna stick with my theme of saying no. That is incorrect. Dan Deerdorf, <laughs> former NFL player. Rob, you got to help her on the next one. For God I'm going to. Give me like wow. Joe Namath or uh, like, you know, somebody super famous that even I would know. Oh, jeez. All right. Jack, for the win, <laughs> real housewife or not, Vicki Gunvalson. Vicki. <laughs> These names are great. Vicki Gunvalson. Real housewife. Gun Volson. Yes. Uh, Gun V A L S O N. I, I gotta go. That's that's gotta be that's gotta be a real housewife. That right is there. absolutely correct. There it is right there. Jack Collinsworth knows well his real housewives. Wow. <laughs> Three wow. zip, Lisa. <laughs> It's pretty embarrassing. Although I gotta say, I don't know, I don't know how many of those football players I would have gotten. Those were some tough ones right there. Dear Dorf, yeah, come on, buddy. The snake, Kenny Stabler, come on. You couldn't throw oh, me man. a bear from the '85 Super Bowl team. I would have known uh, one of those. Oh, uh, that was down the list. Wow, Jack Collinsworth. You can check him out Sunday Night Football on NBC, and don't forget the podcast ND on NBC. Jack, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got to do this again. Hey, so much fun. Thank you guys for having me. Enjoy the games this weekend. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. All right. No doubt. See you guys. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.